it takes is just one bad day to reduce the sanest man alive to lunacy. That's how far the world is from where I am. Just one bad day. You've had a bad day once, am I right? I know I am, I can tell. You had a bad day and everything changed. Why else would you dress up like a flying rat? You had a bad day and it drove you as crazy as everyone else, only you won't admit it. You have to keep pretending that life makes sense, that there's some point to all the struggling. God, you make me want to puke. I mean, what is it with you? What made you what you are? Girlfriend killed by the mob, maybe? Brother carved up by some mugger? Something like that. I bet something like that. Something like that happened to me, you know. I... I'm not exactly sure what it was. Sometimes I remember it one way, sometimes another. But if I'm going to have a past, I'd prefer it be multiple choice. <laughs> but my point is, I went crazy. When I saw what a black, awful joke the world was, I went crazy as a coot. I admit it, so why can't you? You're not unintelligent. You must see the reality of the situation. Do you know how many times we've come close to World War III over a flock of geese on a computer screen? Do you even know what triggered the last World War? An argument with Germany over how many telegraph poles they owed their debt, war debt creditors. Telegraph poles? It's all a joke. Anything anybody ever valued or struggled for is all just a monstrous, demented gag. So why can't you see the funny side? Why aren't you laughing? You good? What's up, guys? <laughs> Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to episode two of the Evil Villains podcast. And uh, that right there... um. That monologue hit me a little harder than uh, I thought it would have, because Joker has an incredibly um, valid point there, where we fight about a lot of stupid freaking shit, and a lot of people die for these really petty arguments. So that's why that we made a podcast called the Evil Villains Podcast, because every good story needs a villain. Um, essentially, we talk about comic book characters and crap like that, and, uh, you know... Kind of fun stuff in relation to that, and if uh, you don't have two brain cells, you would have uh, not figured out that today's episode is talking about uh, the Batman's Joker. So, I'm uh, one of your hosts, Matt, and uh, my good buddy over there that does a very, very nice uh, evil and demented uh, Joker monologue, Alex. What's up? That's me. Nice to meet you guys. I'm back for part two. That's right! You get more of me! Ha <laughs> ha! And we're all scared. <laughs> so I'm excited, so, Matt. Are you excited? Probably not as excited yeah. as me, since like, no, I, yeah, I all agree. <laughs> Joker is personally one of my more favorite characters in the DC comic universe. Um, and I know I'm more, some. I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm more of a Marvel Marvel person, but I can totally understand. I see. I I, I just can't choose. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. But, so, for the select few of you who do not know, um, the Joker Me. is considered Batman's, like, number one villain. It's, like, widely accepted that he is, like, when you think of Batman, you also think of Joker. 
type of ordeal. You know, it's kind of like mm-hmm. they're, he's the black to his white, stuff like that. He's the Mac to his cheese. You know, it's, you can't go with one without and the all other. other weird, and all other weird metaphors that you can come up with. <laughs> um, so, first, before we start getting into the whole how interesting the character of that Joker is as a character, um, uh, I would like, if you allow it, Matt, just to quickly go over his history in the comic book world and as a character. Yeah, I think that would be a good way to kind of understand, even from my perspective, that I know who the Joker is. I know he's a batshit chaotic creature. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be a really nice way to be able to intro into like who really is the Joker and what kind of what kind of story that he's had up until this point that at least we know of, or the at least the writers are willing to admit to. Beautiful. So. so- to kick things off the joker like i was saying earlier is widely accepted as the arch enemy of batman um believe it or not he was in the first batman comic uh, all the way back in 1940 um and obviously he's remained a very 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 popular villain um, many different actors have portrayed him both on the physical screen with um jack nichols jack nicholson and uh, Heath Ledger, and just more recently, Jared Leto. Leto, I don't fucking know. Um, and then that most... lead center from that band, Thirty Seconds of Mars. I don't even what. Such a weird. Jared Leto is such a weird person. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> and then to the, also the animated adventure with the most popular uh, rendition of Joker is Mark Hamill. Yes, Luke Skywalker. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, there's also been a whole bunch of other ones. Troy Baker has played Joker in the more recent Arkham games, which, um, uh, with the exception of Arkham Knight, I think, um, Mark Hamill came back to reprise his role for that in a way. Um, but like for Origins, uh, that was Troy Baker, which I think he did. I personally think he did a great job as a somewhat younger Joker, um, who's new to the scene. Um, but anyway, Dude, I fucking loved Troy Baker. Such a phenomenal <laughs> character. Um, so as we all know, the Joker has this very kind of like weird, insane clown look and probably fed into some people's fear of clowns along with it. <laughs> Solid. Um, and like throughout all the comics, he's been in, in portrayed as, um, well, okay. First off in the comics, he was literally just a psychopath who killed people because he thought it was fun. Um, but then eventually, uh, came the whole era where people started thinking comics were bad influence on the younger, uh, kids, you know, kind of like how video games are now. Like, oh no, because you play a violent video game, you're going to become a violent serial killer. It was kind of the same with comics. Like, oh no, because you're reading these violent comics, you're going to become a serial killer, right? Like just this random ass leap of logic. And that's why some of the very first comics, like action, action comic number one, the reason why that's so like much money to find one in mint condition is because a shit ton of people gathered a bunch of comics and just burned them, literally burned them in huge piles. Um, yeah, because they thought apparently that it would summon the devil or some weird. No, it, it was logic. it was yeah. no, it was because they were afraid that oh no, it's gonna it's gonna affect our pure young little Timmy and he's gonna become psychotic Timmy. You know, it's it's just dumb stuff like that. Um, so during yeah. that time, they made him more since they wanted Joker to still be around. They made him more of like a trickster. He just did really 
absurd pranks and stuff like that. Um, then as more time went on, comics became a um, little bit more accepted again. He eventually fell back into the whole crazy, vicious, super intelligent psychopath, you know? Um, and uh, uh, he's been like in the comic universe, he's been responsible for like a lot of terrible things. Like he's paralyzed Batgirl. Um, he's murdered Jason Todd, which, if you don't know, he is, was the second Robin. Um, mm -hmm. And he's... I think he's actually murdered... I want to say one of Gordon's family members, but I can't remember off the top of my head who it was. I'm sure it was, like, a, a wife or something like that. Um, so he's been around for a while, and he, like I said before, he wasn't always considered to be this uh, insane person. Like, that's how they initially wanted him, and then they made him just a weird jokester, which a lot of TV shows came from. Like, I think that's where part of the Mark Hamill Joker came from, is hmm. this okay. kind of prankster-esque one. Because if you go back and watch those, a lot of the things that Joker does... I mean, they're not terrible. It's more like it's, you're just you're just kind of like a wow, that's kind of absurd and just a nuisance out there. But I mean, yeah. like he's definitely had his dark moments. You know, I mean, it's still the Joker we're talking about here. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the backstory of Joker is actually never really clear, as you heard in that monologue. Um, he himself, Joker knows. Yeah, he himself is not really sure why he does or why he is the way he is today. As he's uh, as he's likes to uh, as he likes to say, he prefers it to be multiple choice. But the most widely accepted one that people seem to really like was um, during the comic "The Killing Joke." Um, for those of you who... Even I've heard about that, yeah. Oh, it's honestly one of my favorite comics. But if for those of you who don't know, "The Killing Joke" is basically the story. Of the Joker. Right? I know, I know what you're thinking. Hold up, Alex. You just said the Joker doesn't have a backstory. Well, he 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 doesn't. But he kind of does. This is like, to basically put it in one way, um, this is one of those multiple choices. Um, hmm. And because they had a whole comic series. Because um, they made a comic series about this one character called the Red Hood. Um... And it turns out that that was Joker before he was Joker. And there's many different speculations. Like, it goes into that whole multiple choice thing because um, as these comic series wrote it out, uh, the Red Hood was always the same guy. And it was Joker before he was Joker for the longest of time. And then he came when he was chased down by Batman in a weird chemical plant and he fell into a vat of chemicals, which thusly bleached his skin, uh, toned his lips ruby red and dyed his hair green. Um, uh, that's part I don't understand a whole lot. That just seems like some edgy teenager, but sure. But that's one way. The other way, it's similar, but not quite, is the Joker was actually a um, a comedian down on his luck. Like, his very last, like, um, I don't know. So, base, okay. So, basically. Well, let me, okay. Events? So, he was an engineer at a chemical plant, but he quit his job because he wanted to be a comedian. And he was an awful comedian. Um... 
And he realized, well, shit, now I don't have a job to support me and my soon-to-be three, you know, three people family, him, his wife, and his soon-to-be kid. So he's a, he eventually reaches out to um, some criminals and puts on the mantle of the Red Hood. And they go to this chemi- and they go to a chemical plant. The exact same one he worked at, actually. Um, and it creates the illusion that the old Red Hood was never the same person for the job, and so he just happened to be the wrong place at the wrong time. And then same thing happens. Um, he uh, he falls in a vat of acid after being chased down by Batman. Hair gets dyed, lips get dyed, skin gets bleached, and you have the Joker who's now also gone criminally insane from this uh, event. Like I said, yep. there, no one really knows. Everyone seems to love the Alan Moore rendition of it, but um, that's the Joker. That probably went on for longer than he needed to. But like, the Joker is a hugely large, complex character, and that has has a lot of basis to cover. Um, yeah. Like for the whole morality of the whole, I'm gonna push that back. Sorry. Um. So basically, <laughs> um. He, a lot of people will obviously uh, count him as the villain, which, I mean, with the body count that he has, I can't blame a lot of people for thinking he's the villain. And I'm not saying he's not the villain. He's he's the villain, you know? Um, he's definitely and for on those the... who are questioning, we're talking about, like, the villain of the Batman series. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the antagonist that Batman is. Well, that against. and he's, like, it, going back to the whole general consensus of why we're doing this, um, the whole is, uh, what is good, what is evil thing. Joker is definitely the epitome of evil. He kills just because he wants the kills. He does stuff strictly because he wants to. And as Batman does put it in uh, some one of his comics, um, Joker does things for only reason he knows. So, like, it's literally Joker does stuff because he wants to or he thinks mm-hmm. or he has this huge overarching plan. Like, we've seen many, many times of how... Uh, messed up Joker can be. I was just telling you about this, Matt, just a few minutes ago before we started this. Um, in the new 52 comics, Joker just cuts his face off and wears a, like a mask for the biggest part of just cause. I mean, he, he just could. It's so unusual. It's like, but what? <laughs> it's just, what? Okay, that's, that is a thing. All right, somebody did that. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. But, um, so, like, I don't know. Me, personally, I'm a big fan of this character. This character has a lot uh, that, you know, is obviously kind of wrong with him, quote-unquote. Um, because, like, the character himself has quite the uh, story in the universe itself. Uh, in yeah. the comic universe himself. And it's just a whole bunch of, uh... It's dark. It's messed up. Like, what he does in some of the comics is, like, truly fucked up. Um, like killing Jason Todd. I killing Jason was, like, Todd. Big, yeah. That was, like, a big building explosion or something like that, right? He beat him, like, he beat him almost to death with a crowbar. And then he blew him up. Yeah, okay. Just as Batman was about to get to the building, too. So, uh, yeah, that's it's uh, pretty fucked up. <laughs> 
Um, But so, like, the Joker himself, a lot of people like to apply as much as they can to the real world stuff, which, I mean, I can't blame you. Um, One of the... uh, one of the most common exam- or things you think about as Joker is how insane his laugh is. And he normally laughs when he's doing something really messed up. Either he's, like, doing something just twisted and just, like, I don't know, some, like innocent people are coming to harm or he's, like, just done yep. monologuing and it basically seems like, well, Joker seems to have the upper hand of this and he'll do this very awesome laugh that everyone's a fan of. Uh, well, except Jared Leto's laugh. That one was a little weird. But that's my that's my opinion. I, <laughs> if you like Jared Leto, yeah. good for you. I personally was just not a fan of that rendition of Joker. Anyway, moving on. A lot of people realize that, hey, this is almost a textbook example of anti-social personality disorder. You know? Hmm. He thinks... Um, he thinks life is all just kind of a giant joke. And he... he uh, he thinks like everything's just a huge messed up gag and you know he just he just doesn't really care he just goes about and does whatever he wants for the sake of doing doing it um and it's like it's 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 fun but in a messed up kind of way that there is someone who is like in my personal opinion the like epitome of just evil Like, Joker rarely shows any human characteristics. Like, the only time he does is at the end of Alan Moore's The Killing Joke, when he realizes his, realizes that this one big philosophy that he's been holding onto tightly isn't true. He kind of, Mm -hmm. he, he, he like is, he feels really defeated and he actually shares a joke with Batman and they both end up laughing together. And then, you know, Joker's towed it off to Arkham, but that's, you don't see that, but that's what it alludes to. Anyway, but like, it's the one of the few moments Joker's, um, been shown to be human. Another moment is in The Dark Knight Returns, I think, in that comic series, in that comic book. Or a graphic novel, whichever you fancy. Um, Batman's grown so old that he actually has stopped being Batman for a while. Mm-hmm. And because of that, crime kind, some big names like Joker stopped being, you know, criminals. Like Joker actually was just kind of chilling. And just, like, being a normal human being for once. And then mm. Batman picks up the mantle again, and Joker goes insane again. So it feeds in that whole thing, yeah, like, the yeah. what we were talking about last episode is, if Batman didn't exist, the Joker wouldn't exist, or some of these other villains wouldn't exist. Um, it just proves kind of that whole point that if you, it's it's a whole balancing act thing. In my personal opinion, Joker is the evil to Batman's good that he's trying to bring, and he's thus bringing balance to this whole whatever you want to call it. Conflict, societal Mm. existence, you know. Something. (laughs) But he's the yin to his yang and all that fun stuff, and it's, it's fun, you know? I don't know. I feel like I'm talking a lot. Matt, do you have anything to add? No, um, my only thought process was, um, just more or less bringing this into a discussion point, saying, you know, what, what makes the Joker 
a unique villain versus somebody that is, you know, just textbook scientist or whatever that just, you know, has his own personal motives of, oh, I want to take over the world or whatever. So, so what about the Joker is very unique in that respect that makes him very much so different than a villain, but still regardless of villain. Uh, well, the, what makes Joker, at least from what I've gathered, um, like I've said, Joker kind of has his own agenda on why he wants to do stuff and why he does do stuff. Um, and he's kind of in the same boat where it seems like there are times where he really wants to kill Batman, right? And like, there are plenty of villains like Bane totally would be okay with killing Batman. Um, stuff like that. And, um, he, the Joker has this kind of sense of, he knows that he won't be the same without Batman the, you know, and that's proven in, like I said, in, uh, the dark Knight returns. Um, and so I feel like part of him kind of just wants to hold on to that and make sure he just wants, like he needs that in order to keep doing chaos, um, just for chaos's yeah. sake. Um, another interesting thing about him is that he's very unpredictable, which I personally like. Like most of Batman's villains, they seem to have a general consensus consensus of what they want to do. Like Mister Freeze, he's very intelligent. He very is he knows what he wants to do and when he wants to do it and how he wants to do it. Um, Bane and has his general ideas. Of- Go ahead. My kind of thought too was that um, most most villains too, even in the very cliche moment when they're telling about how their plan is going to go, like they're very predictable. They're going to make sure that they're going to like continue with the plan and kind of forget about that the hero is still there and that they actually need to kill off the hero first before progressing with the plan. Because as cliche as it is, the hero will always escape and then. Um, well, that's what I like about deal the final blow. That's why which, I like with the Joker. It, it feels like that maybe that might not be completely applicable where they're he's just going to do whatever the hell well that's uh, that's what i like about the joker is um if you've ever played the arkham series specifically arkham asylum and arkham city if you've ever played those um they're video games they're great if you haven't highly recommend it um but they um they portray the joker which also Mark Hamill voices, so it's just amazing. And then they got the Batman from the animated yep. series to play him, play Batman. So this whole game is just a beautiful masterpiece. But in yeah, the game, dream team. in the game, Joker takes in the first one. Joker takes over Arkham Asylum, all right, and releases all the enemies and stuff like that. And the game kind of introduces you into this, into this, into itself, I guess. In a way where you're very confused and even the characters are confused. Like, so a few, uh, like a week prior before you even start the game, in the game, in, you know, in the lore of the game, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, prison that was holding all just the basic regular thugs. Um, so whatever they put all the thugs in, that's not Arkham Asylum. That mysteriously got burned down and destroyed. So they moved all the thugs into Arkham Asylum for the moment. Fast forward a week later, Joker is like in the middle of like a heist, so to speak. Batman shows up and he just turns himself in. So Batman, so then intro in the, so then 
start the game intro to the game is your batman's driving joker to arkham asylum you go in you're talking to people as you're escorting the joker to his cells a cell essentially and batman even talks about he's all like something's up joker just turned himself in he's planning something but i don't know what this just proves that as great of a detective as batman is joker is able to uh, like keep him on his toes and one up him, which not many villains are able to get away with that. He's able to figure him out pretty fast. And throughout the entire game, Joker seems to keep him on his toes. And it's honestly, oh, my screen went black. Okay. But it's honestly part of my reason <laughs> why I love him as much as I do. He's like one of the only villains, arguably, that is able to keep Batman constantly guessing and constantly unaware. Like, he, Joker's so unpredictable that I'm pretty sure most of the time he himself doesn't know what's going to happen next. He just kind of rolls with it. Like, he has this general arcing idea, then he has a subplot just in case if Batman tries to interfere, but then he also improvises along the way. And like like you were and saying... That, that characteristic, I believe, is very important where, like, all these villains, they have their textbook plan, but it doesn't seem like a whole lot of them have that idea of, oh shit, like, what if this actually doesn't happen, where these villains are so prideful, where it's like, well, I've thought of everything, I, I can I can make sure that this plan is 100% foolproof, and there's nothing in the way that's going to stop me, and because of that pride, it just kind of builds up, and then suddenly it's like, oh shit, there was that one thing that I forgot mm-hmm, about, mm-hmm. and, the only and it other- just happened, and I don't know how to fix it. And in the only other um com or other uh, only other Batman villain that I can think of off the top of my head that um is not as dumb as some of the other villains is Bane. Cause yeah. Bane seems to always at least have a general consensus consensus I don't I keep using that word too much. Consensus. Bane yeah. always has a general idea of what could happen. And he has he's totally prepared for it like almost all the time. Um so, like, when it comes to the Joker, oh, I totally forgot where I was going with this. Yeah, that train just totally crashed. But the deal with the Joker oh, is oh, that, oh, that oh, he I... has the imp- improvisational um, talent to be able to, as you were saying mm-hmm. earlier, kind of roll with it. I, I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> um, so, going back to the whole villains monologuing about their whole thing, it's fun because... Joker can monologue to Batman and then he'll leave very important pieces of information out. And it's beautiful. He'll just straight up lie to him about some situations. And it's just like Joker is honestly highly intelligent for being an insane maniac. He is absurdly intelligent. Like well, it's because he doesn't give away his entire plan because mm-hmm. he's he's got the plan in his mind, but if he tells the plan away, well, it's well then Batman knows exactly how to counter it. Mm-hmm. Where all these other villains have that problem, where it's like again, like I was saying, because of their pride, they can't. They're like, I've been keeping this secret for so long, and now it's not a secret, and that was probably a little bit too soon to mm-hmm. release that mm-hmm. secret because I didn't execute the plan yet. And like from a is Joker an evil? person standpoint oh yeah oh yeah he is Mm -hmm. he is evil beyond a doubt he is just all he i don't know in my opinion he is like basically the physical um 
incarnation of evil. Thank you. Yeah. In the DC universe, he is the evil in that universe. I mean, he's done so many messed up things. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, what convincing Batman or not Batman, convincing Superman to kill his wife and that which is connected or which her heart rate is connected to a bomb that blows up all of Metropolis. Like, that's only something only he could f- think of. Like, like, I don't know. It's a little <laughs> bit out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and like he was able to fool Batman or Superman, you know? Joker is so messed up in the head and so smart that he's able to fool Superman. And that's mm-hmm. not something a lot of villains can do. And that's personally, once again, why I love Joker. Like, it's not a it's not a question of whether or not he's good or not. It's a question of whether or not he is an amazing villain. And personally, I think he's a pretty damn good villain just from the standpoint of the unpredictability the lack of necessarily pride you might still have it but still at the same time too it's not to an unreasonable level well that's the thing about joker too is um even when he gets knocked down he just kind of bounces back up after time like he's like oh well that plan didn't work i'll think of another plan and then he'll go think about that plan and get any allies that he'll need and stuff like that and it's it's kind of fun but yeah so (laughs) I think at this kind of rate, it almost sounds like we might want to do a part two to the Joker at a future episode because, good God, that 32 minutes just kind of flew by for you, Sheil. There's, there's a lot to talk about with the Joker. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you feel like we need to, we can definitely start breaking down, like, more about him, whichever sense, mm-hmm. from maybe a philosophy standpoint. I know I said it wasn't going to be a philosophy podcast, but, I mean... You can't give me two of my favorite happens. things. Yeah, we're just kind of going along with it. Who knows? Maybe this will be just a podcast where we talk about and educate people about our about villains across the media, which I'm okay with it becoming that too. Absolutely. I agree. So for all of you out there, thank you all for listening to the Evil Villains podcast. This is episode two where primarily Alex talks about the Joker. So there you go. We'll think about a part two, unless if you guys are completely angry about how Alex could not shut up. But uh, I'm sorry, I'm a nerd. <laughs> you, all, you, you can interject no, anytime you want. No, I understand, and honestly, that was a really good podcast because it's like I, I, I figured out that I actually knew a little bit more about the Joker than I thought I did. Where I thought walking into this, like I have no idea what the Batman universe is about, and as soon as he started started talking about Jason Todd and then the um, Robin that went into the Nightwing idea. It's mm-hmm. like, no, I I've, I know a little bit about this, but I know that there's, good God, there's so much lore and I have no idea what's going on, mm-hmm. which is why we have more episodes of this. Oh, yeah. So I'd love to talk about more the different Batman villains, especially Bane, which I actually kind of forgot that they're in the same universe because it's like, you've got the live-action Batman and then you've got the animated Batman. Mm-hmm. So kind of forgot about that, but anyway... Thank you all for listening in, and uh, we shall see you next week where we talk about stuff. I haven't figured that one out yet, so it'll be a surprise coming up. Oh yes! So, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Play it back.